I'm Heather Irvine, and you're listening to As Recommended. This production of As Recommended acts as an audio recommendation segment. I've tapped on my network of coworkers, colleagues, teachers, and managers to talk with me about why I am a solid candidate for employment. They provide compelling contentions about my persona, work ethic, proven abilities, and veiled intangibles. I have experience, drive, and the fervidness that digital content creators require to succeed. First, general manager of WEMU in Ypsilanti, Molly Motherwell, discusses my contribution to their programming. Relied on you every game to provide the halftime reports, but also to provide the highlight for packaging into post-game interviews and programs. You'll also hear from Keith Dameron and his perspective on my capabilities. Skillfully gather relevant content. The show was at its best when you were gathering that content because it didn't feel like a rip and read. Emphasizing deadlines, critical. Maggie Valley is my co-worker at REI in Ann Arbor. She provides an insider view of why what we do is more than just selling outdoor gear. I think what attracts the two of us to REI is just really like the human element of it, fitting people with what they need for what they want to do. Musician, filmmaker, corporate videographer, and great friend Jake Weber tells you why we get so much done. We developed a very good, close working relationship together. I've always known that Heather was someone that I could rely on. And finally, Dr. Jonathan Carter made his mark on me more than just academically during my time as a master's student. He changed the way I think about the world. He also knows my work. It's the production editorial voice that ensures that the work you're doing is something that people will remember, people will be engaged by, and people will get more than just information. They will get a way to feel, a way to see the world that is new, different, and interesting. I'm Heather Irvine, and this is As Recommended. WEMU in Ypsilanti offers Washtenaw residents NPR Public Radio jazz, news, and blues. 89.1 also serves as the flagship for EMU football and basketball broadcasts. Here's Molly Motherwell with more on my connection with WEMU. I am Molly Motherwell. I am the general manager at 89.1 WEMU, the public radio station at Eastern Michigan University, and also the official broadcast outlet for Eastern Michigan University sports, football, and basketball. And I know Heather as our halftime reporter for the 2019-20 season. How did you perceive our connection? Well, our connection was made primarily through the sports broadcast team, who was a team of broadcast professionals who relied on you every game, not only to provide the halftime reports, but also to provide the highlight of the game uh, during and after the game for packaging into post-game interviews and programs. I could measure your progress by my communication with that team of broadcasters who have been in this business a long time and are pretty specific in what they want and need and not shy about telling me if they're not getting it. Are you able to share some of the feedback that you got about what I was doing? Well, primarily I didn't get any, which is always good. Because if you work in the world of broadcasting, you're far more likely to hear somebody complain than uh, praise. Okay. So really... And just by virtue of the fact that I didn't hear from them about anything, which was not the case with previous announcers, I knew they were getting what they needed. And when I asked them directly a couple times, you know, I got the, oh, yeah, she's great. We love her. I do know the mechanics of producing any content. And I think you possess a lot of the qualities that a producer needs. You can work independently. You certainly proved that. But you're not afraid to ask for help when you need it or ask for guidance when you need it. You're not 
unafraid to speak up. And you're very tenacious. And when you produce, a lot of that is running down guests, tracking guests, scheduling taping, scheduling interviews. What I've noticed from you is that you you stick to it until the project's completed. And I think that's um, a very admirable quality that's not really at the top of a lot of people's skill sets anymore. You saw a problem that needed to be solved, and you took the initiative to present a solution. And that's something that's very greatly appreciated by me. I know part of producing is editing audio and creating digital mm-hmm. content. That's part of halftime announcing at WEMU, yes? Right. And I would say unequivocally with the, with the announcers I've worked with, you by far and away were, were better at that than any of them. And stories are key to broadcasting. And that's another reason why just the fact that you want to tell stories, you will make a good producer. That's how you resonate with listeners. Halftime announcer for the 2019 spring 2020 seasons for football and basketball, there were u- unique challenges. And was I successful in overcoming some of these challenges? Oh, absolutely. I liked the way that you identified them and met them. Knowing what you know about me with my time at W. EMU, would I be a good candidate? Oh, absolutely. Because among other things, you listen. You listen when people talk, you heed what people say, you want to learn, but you're engaged. It's important to you. Why I think you would be a good producer is you understand that. So you anticipate, you're prepared, and you know that it's not always going to go the way you plan. And the reward is seeing how it inspires passion in other people. Keith Dameron is the man behind my production education at Eastern Michigan University. I came to him as an undergraduate asking how I could be more involved, how I could touch more equipment. He hired me as a technical assistant, and I managed the entire campus studio for numerous years. Here's Keith with more. My name is uh, Keith Dameron. I'm a professor of digital media production at Eastern Michigan University. We started uh, a relationship as instructor-student, and when you found your way into ETV, you became a major component of that. Producer, writer, uh, director, occasionally talent. You know, it comes down to, to producing. Producing is just management. Uh, you are such a good manager slash producer, uh, I began to uh, keep more responsibilities on you as well. Was there ever a time that you saw me do something and you went, well, there you go, there's a producer? Yeah, all the time, every day, uh, especially with uh, with Eastern Weekly. I, I, I would walk in the control room, look around and see that you guys do your jobs and you didn't need me. Let's talk about producing eWeekly, then let's po- focus in on that. What did you see me do in producing eWeekly that you think might apply to other producing jobs in, in the private sector? Uh, the ability to skillfully gather relevant content. The show was at its best when you were gathering that content because it didn't feel like a rip and read. Emphasizing deadlines, critical. We treat this as if it were real, as if it were live, and you took that and ran with it and made it your own, and you totally got it. You 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 learned by observation and application and it worked and you, 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 you nailed that. Then you moved on to something else and it's like ding, 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 ding. So pushing yourselves in application, you, you walked out with just a total experience that overlays itself on any uh, radio or television opportunities you may have. Do I work well with others? Absolutely. And, uh, and you're, you're, you're not a micromanager. You're not a bully. You have patience because you, you're, you're strong on so many different levels. One of your big standout characteristics was you're not afraid to ask questions. I just enjoyed watching you work. 
it's easy to assign labels when we have limited information. My resume shows four years of recent retail experience, but there's a lot more to working at REI, or Recreational Equipment Incorporated, than just selling tents and folding shirts. My friend and coworker Maggie Valley talked with me about what it's like to work with me at REI and what we find rewarding about our time together. My name is Maggie Valley, and I have worked with Heather for four years at REI. Immediately, I recognized your enthusiasm. And as like a little bit of a, a cynical person, I was wary of it. But when I realized that you're just super genuine and hardworking, I was like, okay, you know? I, well, I thought about this. Am I just too much for some? Do they really no, think? Do I oh think? Do they gosh. think that I'm not being authentic? Because I just put it out there. I figure, why be any different? I think within like moments of actually knowing you, you recognize that it's it's genuine and that that's who you are. You're just so full of energy and willing to like to do whatever it takes. It's refreshing working retail with you. I thought that that's initially why you chose me for this because we both pursue creative. You know, we have like our passions outside of work, and then we come into this like super conventional job where we work together, but still try to like bring that energy and you know all of those elements of our creativity into something that is there's like only one way to do things. I think what attracts the two of us to REI is just really like the human element of it, fitting people with what they need for what they want to do. What do they want to put their energy into and then recognizing how we can support them in that way and fitting them with exactly what they need in order to just accomplish it. Here's the thing that I have felt is the peer accountability. We work hard for each other. Oh, absolutely. I think one of the most interesting things that I've ever seen about you working at the store is that you provide the outgoing message for REI. And I personally have witnessed several people come in when you engage them in conversation, they immediately recognize your voice from the outgoing message. They find you and they're like, oh my gosh, I already talked to you today. And you automatically have an in for conversation. I just think that that's so impressive having such a, a calming, warm voice that people respond to that I have never seen. How do I quantify the work that you do to, to show that it's across the board that you're that you're capable of these things? It's, this is the most, I'm sweating profusely right now. This is the most high pressure situation I've been in. But I don't want it to me and I'm sorry that I'm making me uncomfortable because <laughs> no, I really just I'm wanted just to talk kidding. with you. Really, I value your considerations and your perspective and your thoughts and that you think I'm qualified it means yeah. a lot to me. And you know, Heather, one thing that I would say while I am like super uncomfortable in interviews and this format is just totally something that I'm not familiar with. You are a super disarming person and you know, you are so calming that I would do this 3000 times for you. <laughs> When I asked Jake Weber to be included in this edition of As Recommended, he balked. He's concerned his perspective may come off as biased. And that's what I was counting on. Jake and I have worked on many successful projects, including the ones I am most proud of. Our short films, Roadmap, Motor Coach, Negative Space, and particularly Out and Back, are exemplary examples of how well we work together. But also, they provide Jake with exclusive insights as to what I excel at in production and why he counts on me. Here's Jake with more. My name is Jake Weber, and I met Heather during my time at Eastern Michigan University. We were classmates. We worked on many projects back then. We developed a very good, close working relationship together. I've always known that Heather was someone that I could rely on. 
Heather has become my right-hand woman in the creative world. In, in 2018, we did the 48-hour film contest. But before we started filming and we had to make up our team, I threw out the ball of, we're swinging for the fences. We're, we're going to win this. We're going to take it home. And with that, I wanted to make sure that my team was in place for us to be able to achieve that. And one element of that was putting Heather in charge of our head writer. She's a fantastic storyteller. She's a really good writer. She really has a strong grasp on story structure and dialogue, incorporating in her experiences into something that's relatable. It fit perfectly with the film that we made, Motor Coach. We ended up winning first place in the Detroit competition and moved on to the worldwide competition. Heather was able to write a really good story that ended up getting the film to win first place, best writing, best use of characters. Uh, she allowed me to win best cinematography. Without that knowledge base that Heather brought to the table, we wouldn't. it would never have happened. Earlier this year, I wanted to make an animated short film. Heather was right there, right by my side, and she's like, I want to assist with this. The interesting part about this is we're in the middle of a pandemic. We have to social distance. We shouldn't be around other people. We created this film all virtually. She organized all of our talent. She scheduled the Zoom meetings. She talked with the asset creators. In addition to writing it, Heather went through and produced the entire film. I would pass something to Heather or Heather would suggest something. But on the back end, I know that Heather's going through and doing all of this work every half hour, hour, I'm getting the voiceover lines for all the characters. I'm getting music cues that I can use. I'm getting sound effects sent to me. It's like, I'm not even asking for a lot of this stuff. Heather's just out there moving on her own, gathering all the assets that I could ever potentially need. And it's just showing up like an Amazon box at my front door. Finally, I urge you to heed Dr. Jonathan Carter and his assessment of my work, my perspectives, and why he knows I'm distinctively suited for the role of producer. My name is Dr. Jonathan Carter. I'm an assistant professor of communication at Eastern Michigan University. I've had the privilege of working with Heather for the last two years as a professor in multiple classes and also getting to discuss and work with her on her final project as part of her master's degree at Eastern Michigan University. What has been really impressed me and is interesting is I've gotten to really see your work in a variety of modalities. For my classes, you wrote an academic paper, developed a podcast, and then uh, your final project for your master's degree was a screen. Screenplay. What was impressive about all of these is that they really balanced an understanding of the genre that was being worked with, with your personality and point of view. The podcast you made for my class about the politics around Princess Leia, it was above and beyond what I was looking for. So it wasn't just that it was a good project turned in on time. It showed that Heather understood the theories involved in class, but did extra audio production, extra interviews and other work to make sure that this wasn't just a class project but something that could be circulated publicly as a genuine piece of media that I think would be interesting to a larger public, not just an academic one. And I think all of your work has shown that real understanding of what it takes to make sure that the things you produce aren't just meeting standards, they're saying important things. You put in the work, you talk to the people you needed to talk to, to make sure you were putting out top quality material compared not just with the average master's students, but the students we've sent to top PhD programs, students I've seen get top jobs in the field. The work really is among some of the best I've had in classes, period. The writing had style. I think I said it was on verging on poetic in moments, which is something that is great to read as an instructor, but not something I run into a lot. The extra care 
that was taken with words to make sure that it wasn't just the information, but it was engaging. It was impactful. It told a story, the production editorial voice that ensures that the work you're doing is something that people will remember, people will be engaged by, and people will get more than just information. They will get a way to feel, a way to see the world that is new, different, and interesting. It's the thoughtful thought of issues. It is the consideration of culture. It is the nuance that of narrative that all of those things you demonstrated in different assignments really come together. I think all too often writers, producers, etc. get stuck in a genre that they think is expected. And that's what produces fine academic papers, fine podcasts. That's what produces fine media. But it's the willingness to say, look, I'm going to do the things I need to do, show that I know what's going on, but still do it my way. That makes good and great assignments. I mean, that's another level of thought. Thank you for listening to my carefully curated recommendations. I know it is imperative I exhibit my dedication, proven abilities, and deep desire to set course on my career with all that I have and more. At some point during your hiring process, you must ask yourself, do you want this person on your team? How about on the team competing against you? This is what I know. You want me on your crew. I'm going to pursue my high standards of success. Will it be with you or your competitors? I recorded interviews with an MXL condenser microphone, a Zoom H6 interface, and edited the audio with Adobe Edition. I'd like to thank Molly, Maggie, Keith, Jake, and Dr. John Carter for joining me in this endeavor. Thank you for playing along. I'm Heather Irvine, and this is As Recommended. <laughs>